like that, folks. We are back. This is the Wesson Walker Show. And no, folks, this is not us playing the last segment over again. That is the music that we play before we go into the campus corner because we did it in the last segment, and we're about to do it now. So without any further ado, let's go to the campus corner. Strike up the band, baby. All right. So we got some good local games going this weekend, uh, some important games as well. That's why we have some of the questions that we have and our rundown. And so when we take a look at the assortment of games that are going on, let's start with first, what is the biggest local game going on this weekend? And that could be Charlotte, South Carolina, or our ACC teams. App State has already played. Western Carolina is off this weekend. We got to start throwing them into the mix too because yep. they are balling. Um, I don't, I don't think there is a crazy big gap. But I think there's a big enough gap with the Carolina-Miami game to where I can't pick another game to surpass it. Yes. Like, I think Charlotte Navy's a big one mm-hmm. for 49ers fans because it, it's reasonable to think that they would lose some of the Power 5 games that they already have at this point in the season. It's reasonable to think that Charlotte's just not ready for SMU, a team that we all thought very highly of coming into the season, especially when you get to conference play. When you have Navy at home, this is the time where you want to be real competitive to the point where it might be just go ahead and time and win, Biff. Like this, this is the time, especially with ECU on the other side of this. So big game for the Charlotte 49ers this weekend. But Wes, I can't have anything surpass a ranked matchup between North Carolina and Miami. Miami lost, bad loss after Mario Cristobal did not kneel it. But Miami, if they, after having a loss to Georgia Tech, and then in two weeks, you drop two games, fall out of the top 25, which is what would happen if they lose, even if it is on the road to a top 12 team to North Carolina. We know what the heels are playing for. Yes. I can't see any game being more important than the heels and the Canes game this weekend. Yeah, I'm right with you there. That's the biggest game by far. Carolina has not played a ranked opponent as of yet. This will be their first challenge to do so. Miami comes in with the second-ranked scoring offense in all of the ACC at 39 points a game, but it did not look like it last week against Georgia Tech when they were only able to muster 20 points. And so uh, this Miami defense as well, second in the ACC in total defense. Carolina just a few spots down from them uh, sitting there at sixth in total defense, which, I mean, is awesome for Carolina. And if they're playing on that level, I think it could be very hard for them to be able to win. This is the second and third scoring teams in the ACC because Carolina is sitting there at third at 36.6 points per game as well. But I think for sure this is the biggest local game because this is Carolina's first chance to stamp who a lot of people think that they are uh, to this point. And I think for Miami, this is going to be – I think this is a ginormous game for Miami because when you look at it now – Crystal Ball had the goodwill going. Miami playing great football. Tyler Van Dyke balling out of control. He comes out, throws three interceptions after Crystal Ball made that blunder of a coaching decision, whether the call was true or not, which we've seen still photographs to show that he was down. But still, the fumble counted. They lost the game. People are questioning Crystal Ball as a coach at this point. If they come out and get obliterated by North Carolina uh, or lose this game, Miami fans are certainly going to lose hope. In crystal ball, maybe not all the way, but they're going to be sitting there like same old Canes, same old disappointment. Now, uh, we have the biggest, but then we can distinguish what is the most important local game this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to 
it's tough to separate the biggest and most important for me with North Carolina, Miami, but I'll just go ahead with the other game I was flirting with with Charlotte. Uh, think about it. If if Charlotte comes out flat against Navy after all the comments that Biff Pogey had at the beginning of the season, there are a lot of fans, there are a lot of people evaluating this program right now, Wes, mm-hmm. and are already questioning Biff's comments. But again, I, I'm okay with losing to the Power 5 schools. I actually think there are... Just a, a, there's a little bit of a moral victory against a Florida. There's a little bit of a moral victory against Maryland at the beginning of the season. SMU, I got you, right? SMU is good. But if you don't have a good performance against Navy this weekend and beyond, th- this is the time where you have to start winning games, especially at home. If you want to have a big old statement to say that team that you had been watching the first five weeks of the season, we're back on track. We're going to be playing a lot better. Our defense is going to play like it did in the opener, despite it being against South Carolina State. And they're going to play like they did against Maryland in the first half. That is the expectation. That is the standard going forward. The whole QB situation, who are we going to roll with more? Is it Jalen Jones? Is it Trexler Ivy? It doesn't matter. We have these guys deployed at the right time. This is a big, important game for the 49ers to me. Uh, I'm going to go, and I, and I like that selection as well, because Charlotte definitely needs to be able to muster some goodwill. But I'm going to go with Duke and NC State. Because when you look at the top of the ACC right now, there are three undefeated sitting there, Louisville, Florida State, and Carolina. We know that Florida State, we feel strongly about, can run the table. Louisville's also a team that has a very advantageous schedule. Carolina uh, sitting there 2-0, but Duke at 1-0 in the ACC, 4-1 overall. If they want to keep pace, this is a game they have to have. And when you look at Duke with Henry Beal in the fourth, that's going to start at quarterback, more than likely. They're still saying day-to-day, but I'm not buying it. But I still mm-hmm. think that Henry Beelan looks like he has more than enough in his skill set to keep Duke afloat got a live arm he can run uh, he's got that athleticism so I, I think that he can step in and now we see in college football to where guys come in youth doesn't really matter anymore a lot of these young guys come in they're ready to go from day one from true freshman to red shirt freshman whatever you want to pick but also you look at nc state at one and one four and two overall now not that we think they're going to get into the acc championship game discussion but just for the sake of pushback, they're one and one. So if they can win this game, they get themselves into the mix of things as well and still have to play Carolina down the stretch. Uh, and they've got they've got some big games, too, that can determine their future because if MJ Morris comes out and can keep this offense where it was last week with it in that 30 to 40 point per game range, the defense still playing solid, not as great as they have in the past, but Peyton Wilson's having an All-American type of season. So I think this is a huge game for both teams with two relatively uh, young guys starting at quarterback. Yeah, you got the ball rolling for me. You might have convinced me. You might have convinced me. (laughs) Because you're right. I think both of these teams are in a weird situation to the point where you have an opportunity to beat Duke. They don't have Riley Leonard, but it would still be considered a very big win for NC State. Where... I think the same can be said for Duke staying afloat. It would be considered a big win for Duke, even if they don't have Riley Leonard, even if they are playing MJ Morris one start into this season with NC State having not lived up to expectations so far. You're in this weird scenario where I don't think we're going to hold anything against either one of these teams if they get that victory. Mm -hmm. And so who comes out on top? Because can Duke stay afloat enough for Riley Leonard to come back and then get to the ACC championship? And can NC State get this win? 
win against Duke against a defense that doesn't have, I don't think they have any monster injuries to the point where they're going to no. hold themselves back. So still big time performance from MJ, MJ Morris could be had. Yeah, I think you're right, honestly, because there, there are so many different respect opportunities here for Duke to stay afloat and for NC State to get the job done against what is still a very good football team. All right, so now when we turn the page and look at not potential for huge upsets this weekend, but what do you feel like the biggest upset potential type game is this weekend? I'm a little worried about your boys, Wes. I don't know if you are as well, <laughs> but I'm a little worried the about Demon your boys. Deacon? Yeah. I, Wake Forest, their three wins – are against Elon, Vanderbilt, and ODU. Mm-hmm. Their win on the road against ODU, they had to come back after Mitch Griffiths had a couple of turnovers in the first half, and he got the job done, but again, it's against Old Dominion. They lost to Georgia Tech, good enough football team. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia Tech is respectable. Clemson certainly is, and they played them played close, but the offense is somebody I'm a, I'm a little worried about. We've talked about PFF. If you go to the college quarterback rankings on Pro Football Focus, I was surprised to see this. Mitch Griffiths is in the 250s compared to every college quarterback. Wes, you know me when we were doing the team weeks, man. I thought Mitch Griffiths was just going to take the baton from the other good quarterbacks in Winston-Salem before him. I thought we were just going to keep this thing rolling. Doesn't matter if you have John Walford. Doesn't, mean, doesn't matter if you have Jamie Newman. Doesn't matter if you have Sam Hartman. Dave Clawson is going to find a good QB that you can win with. I'm not saying you can't with Mitch Griffiths, but he hasn't looked as good as I thought. Like, here we are five games in, and I'm questioning some things about Mitch Griffiths right now. So we'll see what they're able to do. It's on the road against Virginia Tech. I don't think this Hokies team quits. I mean, you saw them get down a big deficit against Florida State, 22 to nothing after the first quarter. They scored 10 points. Like, they're still battling. They didn't They didn't lay down for Florida State after they did certainly get beat down in the first quarter. Virginia Tech, they beat ODU as well, and ODU almost beat Wake Forest. I just, there's potential there. I'm a little worried. Should I be worried about your boys, Wes? Uh, yeah, you should be. Because okay. for one, uh, <laughs> when they play Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech always seems to have uh, Wake's number. It's a team that is very hard to beat. We haven't beaten them, uh, uh, I believe, since the 7 to 6 game, I think it was, when uh, everybody was sitting there waiting on. That game to be finished went to all those overtimes with very, very little points. And so, uh, yeah, it's definitely a game I'm going to be nervous about coming into this foot, uh, coming into that football game. But also, I'm going to go to uh, South Carolina and Florida. Uh, I think Florida, they've been very up and down this year. You look at these teams offensively, they're neck and neck as far as um, total offense with Florida seventh in the SEC in total offense and South Carolina uh, is eighth. Each one of these teams score around 27 points a game, only separated by 10. Florida scores 27.2. South Carolina scores 27 flat, which really technically, if you looked at it, is 27-1-7. And so I think that this is a game that South Carolina's been playing with a lot of teams. We've seen them compete with Georgia. We've seen them uh, be competitive in a lot of the games that they played in this year. Florida's coming down there to Columbia. We know that they're going to be jacked up for it down there. And so I think South Carolina, they've got a great chance because this Florida team, in my opinion, doesn't really have much of an identity, much of a passing offense. And so I think this is a game that Spencer Rattler, uh, who's having a really, really good season, I think that he's a guy that could step up and get them this win in Columbia. They need a big win. And, uh, yeah, I think that there's any potential. I don't know that they'll pull this thing off. And Spencer Rattler is currently sitting sixth in the SEC 
in passing yards a little bit behind Florida's quarterback. So, um, yeah, surprising. If I was to look at any of them, I would say South Carolina has a chance to be able to do something at home because that crowd can just power them to do some weird stuff. Yeah, Georgia's too good for for Spencer to have had big game Spencer, I think. But disappointed in the Tennessee loss that he had. You know, 169 yards after torching him last year. One interception we saw. Did have the rushing touchdown, but not a huge game even on the ground either. We haven't seen big game Spencer yet. I mean, in North Carolina, he had a good output, but SEC big game Spencer, we got two of them at the end. We were praising him. And then against Tennessee, worst performance just statistically by far, if you look at the passing yardage and just the total yardage altogether. I still have hope. I still think that we get big game SEC Spencer this weekend against Florida, so I'm with you on that. All right, and so uh, going back really quickly to the uh, North Carolina-Miami game, is this the game that starts Drake May's Heisman campaign in your estimation? Yeah, I think Syracuse probably not as big of an opponent to start this thing off, despite him probably playing his best game of the season to that point. 442 yards, it's a lot, no doubt about it. But this is the game to me where even if you wanted to start it at the beginning of the season, when you had college game day in Charlotte for their matchup against South Carolina, had a couple of interceptions. So when you talk about Drake May getting things started here against a top 25 ranked team against Miami, now we're going to take them even that much more seriously as a team to get to the ACC championship. Yeah, I think so. I think this is the game that will really vault him into that conversation. I think he's barely on the outside mm-hmm. he's not coming out of nowhere i'm not trying to act like oh wh- where did this kid come from oh now he's going to new york city yeah we all know drake may is special but i i do think we'll start to talk about him a little more so if we get another 350 plus passing yard game maybe a rushing touchdown if we get good numbers in a win and maybe even a comfortable win against miami this will be the launch of the Heisman campaign. Yeah, because when you look at it so far, uh, you know, he's got the 400-yard game versus Minnesota before that didn't reach 300 yards. And then he had roughly 300 yards against Pittsburgh, but had a 5-4 to four touchdown to interception ratio before going off against Syracuse. So a lot of people had been underwhelmed with his play as far as just the numbers being as gaudy as you would expect for a Heisman contender. But I think now really can start off his Heisman run when you look at the game against Miami, their first-ranked opponent, and then you got Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, but then that gauntlet of Duke, Clemson, NC State. So if he can get through this one with very winnable games, the next three with Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, if he can get through that gauntlet and he's putting up Drake May caliber numbers, then I think that ball is going to continue to start rolling to heat up uh, for him to maybe get that trip to New York. I really like the way the schedule is set up for them. We've talked about how much we how tough we think the schedule is the reason i like the way it's set up it's okay if you get through this game you'll at least have one matchup so people can't say you haven't played anybody miami's got to do some damage control themselves that Mm -hmm. loss against georgia tech hurt north carolina too I, i don't think the heels wanted that so you at least have one game to point to and say we already have a big time opponent a big time win under our belt we still have a few easy games to get us ready for what is the gauntlet at the end of the schedule. And then as you're in a tight race for Drake May in the Heisman campaign, 
if you're in a tight race and then you have these three games that you can point to and if he puts up big numbers then that's going to put him ahead of some of these other guys that might not have as tough of a schedule as the season comes to an end so if we're just talking about strictly Heisman campaign race I do like the way the schedule is set up for Drake and even North Carolina at that point yeah and so other games of note this weekend nationally you have UCLA and Oregon State We'll take aim at each other, USC and Notre Dame. That'll be another good one. Uh, You've also got Oregon and Washington on the docket as well. So some really good uh, college football matchups this weekend. Uh, Are you going to check out Prime and the crew tonight? They take on Stanford at 10 o'clock. Oh, man, Deion Sanders hates it, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He he hates primetime kickoff. Uh, Yeah, I'll probably watch it. Uh, I think I'm going to be at, uh, um, you know, might be at Bone's birthday, though. Yeah. You know, hanging out with check Bone. Check in on it a little bit. hundred percent. But, yeah, I would like to see Colorado and check in and see if they can continue what was a hot start at first, get back to their winning ways, see yeah. what Shador and the crew is up to.